so whenever we're feeling the weight of the world, whenever the frictions of life hit us hard, uh, may we stand and may we shout and may we sing those words. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Happy Resurrection Sunday. This morning we will sing out the praises of King Jesus. Would you rise with us now as we do?
happened yet. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. One more time. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for gathering us this morning. We thank you that we see the sun streaming through the windows this morning. We thank you for what this day represents. We thank you, Lord, that we've gathered in this place with your family to again just celebrate that we do not serve a dead Savior, but a risen Savior. And he's alive and he's in this world today. So, Lord Jesus, bless this time that we have together, all of this day, that it would be centered on you. In thy precious and holy name, amen. Amen. You may be seated and direct your eyes to the screens. There's a short little video. scripture for this morning because it's so important to sit in this scripture for today. We're going to be reading from Luke 24. And we're going to be reading 1 through 12. So if you want to look it up in your Bibles, again, that is Luke 24, 1 through 12. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has arisen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. And he went home marveling at what had happened. Would you rise with us as we continue to sing? Oh, Father, we look to you this morning in praise and adoration. May we lift up our voices to you and you alone. As you sent your one and only son to live the perfect life that we could not live. 
and die the perfect death that we could not die. And then on the third day, he rose once and for all to show death that it could not defeat him. And so we echo your scripture saying, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? We thank you, Jesus. That you paid it all for us.
you sit down if you haven't said it to somebody happy resurrection day swing around shake a hand say so glad to have you here (laughs) how many of you this is a new experience that you're sitting on this side of the church yeah yeah feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. I'm looking for Kate Wenzel. She's coming in from the other side. There's Kate. Yeah, she's, got, she's already eating. <laughs> Kate, I just want you to know that if you want to wander up on the platform and take a shot at any time, feel free to do so, okay? Um, I want to take us to another account this morning. If you have your Bibles, I want to go to John chapter 20. I want to go to John chapter 20. And this is where um, another account of the first day of the week. Um, and I just want to walk through it with you. It's as dangerous. I can just barely see the clock over there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See, if John stands in just the right position, I can't see it. There we go. But John chapter 20 is where we'll be this morning. It says, now on the first day of the week, now of course they didn't say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They always went by numbers. And so this is the first day of the week, so yesterday was the seventh day of the week, and the seventh day of the week would have been the day of rest. So now we're after the day of rest. Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb while it was still dark, and the stone was all the saw the stone was already taken from the tomb. And that was her concern. Her concern was that she would get to the tomb and who would roll the stone away? Um, because she did not come to the tomb thinking there was going to be a live body there. No one came to the tomb that morning thinking there was going they were going to find a live body. Her intention that morning was that hopefully someone would roll the stone away so that the rest of the ladies could come into the tomb and make preparations for a day of mourning. They did not have this with Jesus. And so they were going to get the body, the place, the situation all set up so that those who had come to the tomb site would be mourning over the death of this one they called Jesus who hung on a cross. That was the whole intention that morning. That was the setting that they were in. So she finds the stone rolled away. Verse 2, so she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. Now that's code, that's code for John. That's how he calls himself in his gospel. That's code for John. So Peter and John, and said to them, they. Now we don't know who they is. She doesn't know who they is. She just knows that, that there's they. They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we, so now you realize there's more than just one lady there. There's, there's plural, so there's more than one. We do not know where they, still don't know who they are, they have taken, laid him. So here's her first assessment when she comes up to the tomb. 
is I, I really think she's not thinking somebody robbed the body. I really think she's thinking just someone moved the body. They put it there on that Friday, and maybe there was a change of plans. Something happened over the next day, and someone moved the body to a different location. I think that's really probably, in her mind, what has happened. Verse 3, so Peter and the other disciple, which is John, went forth, and they were going to the tomb, and the two were running together, and the other disciple, which is John, ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. He was younger. He had more legs underneath him, you know, more gas in the tank kind of thing. He got there before Peter, and stooping and looking in, he saw linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. So he got to the edge of the tomb, he looks in, and all he can see are these linen wrappings that would have been wrapped all the way around the body of Jesus, and they're just laying there. That's what he sees at this point. Verse 6, And so Simon Peter also came, following him, and entered the tomb, because he would, because he's Peter. I mean, yeah, he's just not wait for anything. We, you know, walks on water, you know, he puts his foot in his mouth all the time. So Peter just barges right in, and he saw the linen wrappings lying there and the face cloth, which would have been on his head, on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rather it was, it was, it was folded up in a place by itself. So now they're doing some investigation. They're trying to figure out what's going on here. What's happened here? I mean, the body's gone. We know that. But here we've got a, a pile of linen wrappings laying here. But then over here, here we've got the head, the head piece that would have went over his head. It's, it's laying there and it's folded. I mean, you would have to use hands to do that kind of thing. It was folded in his place. So they're probably thinking through their heads, what's, what's happened here? And you can kind of think through your head. You know, like if they robbed the body, if somebody robbed the body, you know, most likely it would have been easier just to leave the body all wrapped up and grab it and go, you know, kind of thing. might have been. But then with all these linens here and then this, this headgear kind of folded, they may have thought, well, this kind of looks staged. Like, so we're not sure what's, what's going on here. So it says in verse 8, so the other disciple, meaning John, who had first come to the tomb, then also entered, and he saw and believed. Now, what did he believe? We don't know yet. He's going to give us a little commentary in the next verse. But, but all, what is he, that Jesus is not there. The body's gone. We're not quite sure how or where, but it's gone. In verse 9 is the commentary, for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. He had told them that two or three times, that he would die and how he would die, and he would die on a cross and die at the hands, but, and he would tell them that he would rise again, but still at this point, they did not understand the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. So the disciples again went away again, to where they were staying. And we know from other scriptures that they were staying in an upper room and it was locked and everything else because they were a fear of the Jews that if, uh, G if the Jews and the Romans had crucified their rabbi, their Jesus, who were they coming for next? Themselves. 
Verse 11, so Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. And so as she was crying, she stooped and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been lying. So past tense, not there anymore. And they said to her, woman, why are you crying? And she said to them, because they, she still doesn't, who's they? They don't know. They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. So again, um, she's, I, I'm assuming she's under the impression that someone, it, the, the body got moved somewhere else, and if I can find the body, then I can fulfill what I'm here to do to get this body ready and presentation and, and everything for the mourners to come. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Now, this is interesting because there's probably a lot of things that you could think. Well, maybe she was crying so hard. Maybe she was just blubbering over this whole thing, you know, and just, I mean, through the tears could not see that it was Jesus. Or Jesus purposely made, he was not made known, like the, on the road to Emmaus, uh, the two walked alongside of him, and they, they did not know until their eyes were opened that this was Jesus, the risen Lord, that was with him. Maybe, maybe also, too, um, Mary Magdalene, what was her last picture of Jesus? She was there at the cross. So maybe her last picture of Jesus was this body that was, was bloody, head to toe, that was beat up, that was just massacred up on the cross. So this person that was in front of her would have looked totally in that sense, different in that sense. We, we don't have the complete answer there. But going back to the passage, i got to find myself here. 15, thank you, Stephanie. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Whom are you seeking? There's a good question. There's a good question for us this morning. Whom are you seeking? Whom are you seeking? And that can be for, that's a good question for those who don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Whom are you seeking in life? But it also is a good question for those of us who do know Jesus as our Savior. Whom are you seeking? The scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. We live in a world many times that we seek all these things rather than seek the kingdom of God first and so this morning i i hope as you as christians those who of you who are christians are praying desperately this morning as people hear about the risen lord that their eyes would be open and that they would be seeking the savior who are whom are you seeking thinking he was the gardener she said to him so she's talking to jesus sir if if you jesus have carried him, Jesus, away. Now that sounds funny, doesn't it? Yeah, because she's talking to him. Tell me where you, Jesus, have laid him, Jesus, and I will take him, Jesus, away. It, but maybe, maybe Jesus did just what Tom DeMeyer did right there. He kind of looked, a little bit of a smile. But then Jesus said to her, Mary, said her name. He said her name. And when she, he said her name, she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, 
which means teacher. Her eyes were opened up, and she saw that the gardener in front of her was her Lord, was the Savior. I, I, I just want to jump over to John chapter 10, verses 2 and 3. Jesus says these words, But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And also then down to verse 27, he says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls, and he hears me when I call. Jesus says to her, in back to verse 17, Jesus said to her, stop clinging to me. So you realize that, wait a minute, after she said, after he said her name, after he said her name, Mary, she must have lunged, she must have moved toward him, she must have grabbed a hold of him. She gave some type of response to this one she called Rabboni because he was, she realized he was alive. She says, he says, stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. So I'll stop right there. I've not yet ascended to my father. Where is Jesus going? He's going to be back with his father again. He's, his resurrection has happened. And I thought about that this morning, that we come and we come into this place and we, happy resurrection day. You know, we say to one another and everything. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, there's going to be another resurrection day. And whose is it going to be? Yeah, it's going to be us. Your resurrection day, where you're looking forward to seeing the Father, seeing the Father. But then he says to her, but go to my brothers and say to them. So he's saying to Mary, I've got a proclamation. I've got something I want you to say. I want you to spread this news. Go to my brothers and say to them, I ascend to my father and your father and to my God and your God. Something happened there with Mary. He's pointing and saying to Mary, your God and your father. So Mary Magdalene came announcing to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. Now, on this day, usually we do just like what we did. He is risen. He is risen indeed. You know, we, we say that back and forth and everything. I think this is another phrase that we could say to one another. I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. That's our proclamation this day. As a Christian, that's our proclamation today. That's our proclamation that we share with others, with the brothers, with the others in our lives. I have seen the Lord. The Lord has opened up my eyes, and when I look at the cross, I, I see my Savior. Of course, the, the cross is empty, but I, that's where he, he died on a cross for my sins. When I look at a tomb, I, I see it empty because my Savior rose from the grave and is alive forevermore and is coming again. And then that's the proclamation that we have now to our world. We go out just like Mary Magdalene goes and finds those brothers and says the most basic thing that she could say. I have seen 
the Lord. My eyes are open and I see Jesus and he is my savior. And then it, it, it ends and that he had said these things to her. That's an important phrase also. Because not only do you say, I have seen the Lord, I have seen the Lord, but what's the next thing that you tell them? You tell them what he has said. You tell them, you share the words of God with them. You let them be able to read and hear from your lips uh, uh, the words of your heavenly Father to them. Those are the words they need to hear. They need to hear the words of Jesus to them. So I pray this morning, as we have gathered here, and the sun, go, look at Lois over there. The sun is on her face. She looks like an angel. See, this is dangerous when I stand down on this level, isn't it? Yeah, this is where I prefer to be, really, all the time. But then usually you get spit on you, you know, and all that. You have to give claws to everybody. But really this morning, that if we would... Um, we would realize that we have uh, a commission in front of us as Christians. Those of you who have seen the Lord, your eyes have been opened, and you look at a cross very differently, and you look at a tomb very differently, because when you look at them, you think of a risen Lord, that you have an opportunity, as you live out the rest of your life here, to tell the world, I have seen the Lord. My eyes have been open, And let me tell you some more things about what he said. Some more things about what he did. Let me be a witness of what I've been studying from these, this word because it is his word. And it's precious to me. So may we not only say he is risen, he is risen indeed, but may we have an opportunity even today, even this week, to say to somebody else, I have seen the Lord. He's opened my eyes and he is my, my Savior. And I'm looking forward to the day I'm resurrected. And I will be resurrected to be with my Father and my God, who sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. We thank you for the accounts that we can go to in the scriptures that, uh, that give us personal uh, eyewitness accounts um, of those that were there on that morning. And we, we are thankful this morning, too, that not only do, uh, did the eyes of Mary Magdalene, her eyes open to see the gardener, that it's truly you, that we, would, we, we thank you this morning if we're saved that you opened up our eyes to see that you are living in this world today. You are our Savior. And Lord, help us to be diligent. Help us to be faithful to be able to share with the world that I have seen the Lord. He is my Savior and my God. And I am so looking forward to the day I will see, be face to face again with him. In all this, God's people said, Amen, Amen. Would you stand with us as we sing again?
Let no one caught in sin remain inside the lie of inward shame, but fix our eyes upon the cross and run to Him who showed great love and bled for us. Freely you bled for us. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling over death by death. Come away, come away, come and rise up from the grave.
Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. Christ is risen from the dead. We are one with him again. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. Amen. Can I have you just sit back down just for a moment here? And I didn't ask Jim to do this, but Jim, would you make your way up here? If you'd give the closing prayer of this time. But also, I want you to also pray for the meal, for those that are staying for the meal. And I want to give a little instruction. Um, it, the meal starts at 745, so we've got a little bit of time here if you're staying for the breakfast. Um, but if you're staying for the breakfast, the, the lines in are start on this end. And as you go through the line, you can go on both sides of the tables. If you would, start to fill in the tables that are farthest from the serving table. That would be great. And um, that's next service, yeah. If you're, not, if you're not staying for the next service at 9.30, you'll see a little book in front of you in the pocket. It's called The Case for Christ. And that's just a gift from the church to say um, it's, it's a great little tool for you yourself to read. But also, after you read it, then you share it with someone else. Share that little book with someone else, okay? So if you're not staying for the second service, feel free to take one of those um, for you. So, Jim, when do you give us a closing prayer sure. and pray for, the, pray for the meal? Yes, sir. Let's bow our heads in prayer. He is risen. risen Okay, let's try on one, two, three. I've seen the Lord. One, two, three. I have seen the Lord. Woo! All right. You've got actually like five minutes free time if you're staying for the meal. Again, remember we start on the lines on this end, and then if you can fill in the tables farthest away first, that would be great. Happy Resurrection Day, everyone.